Hi everyone, it's Steve here. Thank you all for listening and subscribing wherever you are in the world. Now, this is being recorded on Friday the 3rd of December 2021. The weather outside is cold and damp and there's an icy wind, but it is December in London, so I really can't complain about that. Luckily, I haven't had much bureaucracy to deal with in the past month, although I did have to spend an hour or so of my time correcting mistakes a company had made regarding a home visit. They made the appointment with me face to face, but when I received the confirmation email, it was a completely different date for the home visit. As with a lot of big organisations, there's no way to contact them by email or phone. So I ended up using a chat function on their website and expressed my displeasure at their incompetence and for wasting my time. A nice person on the other end of the chat reassured me that my displeasure had been noted on my customer file and we have now arranged yet another date, this is the third date, for a home visit. I wouldn't be surprised if that date turns out to be wrong. I asked for confirmation and was told by the company's operative they'd send an email confirmation of the chat. I'm still waiting for that email almost two weeks later. But there you go. If it starts off incompetent, we expect the company to be incompetent all the way, unfortunately. Anyway... Enough of my idle chatter. In this first of two mini-podcasts, I'd like to talk to to you about my experience of the festive season, or Christmas, in EFL schools. My first school was a summer school, so there weren't any festive celebrations there. However, in my next EFL school, there were plenty of celebrations, and I learnt a lot about how other cultures and nationalities celebrated this time of year. The good thing about working in an EFL school was that at Christmas time, we had two weeks holiday over the festive period, including Christmas and New Year, because most of the students had gone back to their own country and to their families and gone home for, for the season. When I worked in banking, We had to sometimes go in to work the day after Christmas, while the rest of the family, who didn't work in banking, probably stayed at home. Not the best, but there you go. Now, this time of year, one of the traditions in offices and schools during the festive season is a thing called Secret Santa. The names of everyone who wants to participate in this event are put into a hat and you have to buy a present for whichever person's name you pull out of the hat. Generally the present can be amusing or jokey and there is an agreed value of between five to ten pound per gift so everything is level. When the presents are distributed near the end of term the only information on the gift tag is who the present is for. The receiver will have no idea who the gift is from. 
it does take imagination and creativity sometimes. But also sometimes it's quite plain that some people haven't bothered to enter into the spirit of things. More about Secret Santa gifts in the next podcast. Now, I talked in, in an area of London where many, many, many Polish people lived and had many Polish students in my class. I may have mentioned before that in the early days of teaching adults, the majority of my students were Polish. In one class, 12 out of about 24 students were from Poland and eight of them were called Agnieszka. So for the first three years of my teaching career, our Christmas parties were in Polish restaurants. Very nice, I hear some of you say. Unfortunately, I don't like cabbage. And that's a very important point, which I'll talk more about in a moment. Hello again. And now you're going to hear about my dislike of the vegetable cabbage. I can hear lots of you saying, what's wrong with you? It's a lovely vegetable. And you sound like my parents or the dinner ladies in school when I never used to eat it when I was younger. But I don't like cabbage. In fact, the very smell or taste of cabbage or Brussels sprouts come to that makes me feel ill. Recently, I did try something with kale, that's a type of cabbage, to see if I had overcome this difficulty. But unfortunately, no. I still find the smell and taste of cabbage nauseating. As soon as I tasted it in the kale, as soon as I sensed it, I knew I wouldn't be able to eat it without being ill. But there you go. Don't let me put you off of cabbage. Anyway, as I said, we went to a Polish restaurant and we were given the menu for the restaurant so we could choose what we needed. It was mostly in Polish, the menu, so I asked my students to translate and everything on the menu seemed to have cabbage in it or kapusta, as I learned that was the Polish cabbage. Excuse my pronunciation if you're Polish. The students did mention one dish that sounded quite tasty. And I thought, oh, that's nice. I can eat that. But then I think they told me it was wrapped in a cabbage leaf. Thankfully, I did find a few things to eat on the menu. And quite like the dumplings or pierogi, pierogi, whichever way you pronounce it, as the students refer to them. And I got quite a liking for pierogi. The school always paid for the meal and the alcohol. Although I think at one point they had to cut the alcohol, the alcohol off. As not every teacher could handle their drink and remain tactful around the boss. As a teacher, I always found that showing an interest in the student's culture always encourage the most reticent student to talk. In Poland and other countries in that area of the world they had a large Christmas meal on the 24th, 
will be fast again on the 24th of December. In most of Europe, Christmas holidays start on Christmas Eve. In the UK, people are still working on Christmas Eve. According to my Polish students, they have a 12-course meal. Or is it a 10-course meal? I can't remember. But I do remember them saying that the first course starts as soon as the first star appears in the night sky. One of the main foods during this time is a fish called carp, which we don't really eat in the UK. However, anglers or fishermen do catch it in rivers and lakes and then put it back into the river or lake after they've caught it, once they've recorded, recorded their catch. A lot of my students thought that was strange. My students told me that their parents would bring home a live carp and keep it alive in the bath until it was time for it to be slaughtered for the Christmas meal. This may have been in the time before everybody had fridges or freezers. A number of students told me that when they were children they treated the carp as a pet and were extremely upset when it became part of the Christmas meal. The last restaurant I went to with this school, it wasn't the best experience. They'd send us the menu so we could select our meals in advance and wouldn't have to wait long for our food. When we entered the restaurant. Unfortunately, when all the school staff arrived, the waiters and waitresses started taking our orders. We were all a bit puzzled as we placed the orders in advance, but we were then informed by the staff that the restaurant had decided on a different system at their busiest time of year. Of course, it didn't work and we all had to wait an unreasonable amount of time for our meals. If I can remember rightly, it was a long time ago now, I think it might have been a fish restaurant or a fish and chip restaurant. I wasn't at the school for the following Christmas, but I'm sure they didn't go to that restaurant again after that experience. Well, I said this was a mini podcast, so that's all for now. I'll be back in a couple of weeks for the last podcast of the year. And I'll tell you about the time I met someone who was really called Cinderella. Thank you all for listening and subscribing. Until then, take care, stay safe and well. Have a great weekend. Bye.